headaches, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, dizziness, confusion, mood swings, even suicidal thoughts. These are just some of the issues I've suffered as a concussion survivor. In desperation, I've searched how to get my life back. I'm now moving forward, and I invite you to journey with me into deeper understanding of how to restore hope and renew life for all concussion survivors, even the tiniest of them, and those who love them. I'm Cindy Subizis, a multi-concussion survivor and national speaker speaking out on the dangers of concussion and what we need to do to protect all of us, especially the youngest amongst us. I promise life can get good again. And now for our show. Hello, and thank you for stopping by Launch Week for Concussion. There is hope, a podcast bringing awe and respect for concussion survivors and their families. Whether you've had a concussion or not, there are frightening dangers associated with concussions that all people need to know. Did you know that suicide risk increases during the first two years after a concussion? It's this kind of information you deserve to have. Every family needs to know what I'll be sharing in the episodes to come. Concussions are everyone's business, and that's why I'm launching this podcast. I want everyone to be safer than I have been. I've had 10 concussions, and I want that for no one. Today's sneak peek is into the life of Cade Anderson. It's a two-part episode, so let's listen in. Oh, how happy I am to introduce our guest today. The purpose of our podcast time together really is to bring help and hope to concussion survivors and their families. And today's guest can do just that. I'm super excited to introduce Dr. Cade Anderson. He was born and raised in Brigham City, Utah in the United States. He earned his Bachelor's of Science in Human Movement Science at Utah State University and his Doctorate of Physical Therapy at Winston Salem State University in North Carolina. As an injury-prone athlete, Cade spent a lot of time rehabilitating. He is therefore quite motivated to help other people become pain-free and to improve their quality of life. He knows what injury is like personally, especially concussions. In fact, he brings a unique perspective as he has been on both sides of the concussion line, having had several concussions himself and also being a clinician who regularly treats patients with concussions. He's super passionate about the biomechanics of human movement and improving the way people move and live while at work and home and especially play. So welcome, Cade Anderson, to our program. How are you today? I'm doing great, Cindy. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for your time. Will you share with us the personal experiences you've had with the trauma of concussions when you were younger, so that our young listeners can know that you actually speak that, I call it, tender language of concussion hardship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could, uh, I don't know if you want to say that I just wasn't very smart as a young kid, or I was very active, or whatever (laughs) it was, but I I sure did bang my head a lot. So I was uh, very involved in athletics as a kid, played multiple sports, and uh, I was definitely the type of kid that didn't mind throwing my body around and uh, wasn't afraid to get hit or, or dive or anything like that. Wasn't, wasn't too scared of that sort of thing. And so just kind of naturally, I guess, because of that, I, I got myself into a lot of situations where I was getting hit in the head. 
my first concussion that I ever had was when I was a sophomore in high school. Now, what's interesting is that that's the first, uh, I guess, confirmed concussion that I can say. For for all I know, there might have been things earlier on, but this was the worst thing that had happened to me at the time. And I was playing football and I was returning a kick and I got kind of tripped up as I was running with the football and somebody came and just popped me right on the top of the head, kind of drove my head down into the ground. And this was, uh, it was definitely an interesting feeling. I remember I'm, I'm positive. I, you know, most of this, I don't remember it's, um, you know, you kind of hear stories from other people, but I kind of laid there with with my eyes rolled back for a second and I got up and I just remember being very confused. That's the one thing I remember. And, you know, we have game film where you watched me kind of start to walk towards the other sideline. I wasn't even sure where to go. And I ended up getting back over to my sideline and, and was just kind of voicing how confused I was. Like, what are we, who are we playing here? What's the score? And I kept asking a lot of questions like that from what I understand. So I was taken out of the game. This is back in probably 2003, I would say, Cindy. And I would say that things are a little bit, they're definitely a lot different now when it mm-hmm. comes to concussions than they were then. It wasn't necessarily, I would say, taboo con- concussions like it um, but really I guess we weren't as educated about it back then and uh, I definitely had what you would call an old school football coach that was very much like <laughs> uh, um, you know rub some dirt on it don't be a sissy get back in there I was lucky enough to have an athletic trainer that was uh, smart enough to to pull me off and, and not allow me to play but I think the pressure from feeling like I was letting down my team um, or uh, letting down the coach led me to not take really any time off. I think the next Monday I was back at practice, struggling with headaches, um, but continuing to play through that. And so I proceeded to have um, several concussions during high school. As you know, when you have one, you become very susceptible to have more at that point. And I definitely didn't give myself the opportunity to heal um, like I should have. And luckily I was, you know, I was young and I was, I was very healthy. And so I, I think I, I did heal and then I got better and I didn't necessarily have a lot of problems other than that. It just continued to happen every time I would take a shot to the head during that time of my life. And so, you know, I was, uh, like I said, I, I got in some in uh, football. I know that I got hit in the head several times playing baseball, um, a lot of other sports that I played. And, uh, for whatever reason, I just had a magnet in my head to things and just kept getting hit. And then that's kind of what happened. I think, through, through kind of my high school and early college years, um, to my awareness, I had eight, concu- eight concussions to that mm. point. Well, and then you experienced two concussions as an adult, both of which occurred in 2019. Will you share with us that experience? Absolutely. Yeah. So I decided to take a, a decade off from getting concussions, <laughs> which was great. Um, most of that would be probably from not playing uh, competitive football anymore. Um, would probably be the biggest reason, but, um, I do still really enjoy athletics and, um, you know, my favorite sport to play and to watch is basketball, which is funny because it's probably my worst sport, but it's my favorite one to play and watch. But, um, I do really enjoy playing basketball. And so I, I play a lot of competitive basketball. I play in church leagues. I play in rec rec leagues, um, and just really enjoy doing that. It's definitely one of my favorite hobbies that I have. Um, so in 2019, I was actually playing in a church basketball league of all things. I took a, a shoulder to the head that knocked me down and I immediately had feelings that were very familiar to me. It was like this feeling of confusion and mm. I, I immediately just felt very, very nauseous. That was actually a symptom that I had never had before. It was just, I, I honestly, I'd never felt as nauseous as I had right then. 
So I was able to get up. I had the presence of mind to get up and shoot a free throw um, because <laughs> I was fouled and I shot a free throw. Um, but there was a timeout called right after that. And thank goodness. And I, I didn't say anything to anybody. I, I walked right off of the floor and I walked into the bathroom and proceeded to vomit for a while. I was very sick. It just, um, the, the feelings of nauseous were pretty overwhelming at that point. And so it's kind of funny because as, as you stated, I, I regularly treat people with concussions and you would think that I would know better about this, but I actually drove myself home, which is actually kind of scary to think about right now. But I did drive myself home that night, came home, told my wife, my wife wasn't thrilled, but I, uh, I'm lucky enough that I work in a place that, uh, so I work for a uh, right physical therapy here in Twin Falls. Um, uh, we, uh, we specialize in orthopedic and sports medicine, and we are all very highly trained in treating concussions. And so I really couldn't have been at a, at a better place to go to work the next day. Um, so I went in the next day. Um, I was actually experiencing some dizziness. So what, what's called BPPV or benign positional paroxysmal vertigo. Um, and what that is, is that you get vertigo when you turn your head certain directions. And so anytime I turned my head to the right, I was actually experiencing vertigo. And so I was able to come in and have some people help me at work. And thank goodness for that. I'm really grateful that I have those resources. Um, but at the time, I was extremely sensitive to light and noise. Um, that was probably the biggest thing to the point that, you know, there were times that I was going to work. I, I, I felt this need to see the patients that were on my schedule, and I, I didn't want to let anybody down that way. Um, but there were times that I would have to go grab my sunglasses and I would be treating in my sunglasses and I had earplugs in the majority of the day and mm -hmm. was just trying to kind of push through it. Once again, probably doing things that I would never recommend <laughs> as a clinician to a patient. But luckily, as I said, I was able to get the, some treat the treatment that I needed and I was able to, luckily, and again, luckily that I, I have the knowledge of how you can kind of improve yourself during this period and, and heal um, appropriately. And so about six to seven weeks later, I was actually feeling great. I, I felt like I hadn't really had any symptoms for about two weeks. Um, and there was a big playoff rec league basketball game. Do you see where this is going, by the way, Cindy, right now? <laughs> yes. um, and, uh, you know, I got my, my players on the, you know, my teammates are asking, like, do you think you're going to make it back? And um, I guess I felt the pressure and, and I made a decision that, again, I would never recommend to anybody. Like, I, I never would have cleared myself. I never would have cleared a patient patient to go play in a game. Have you ever heard the phrase that like doctors aren't very good at treating themselves? I think that <laughs> I kind of epitomize that actually in this case. I guess you just always feel like you're the exception, but I went back and played and, you know, I was actually, I was kind of just running around gingerly and I was staying outside the three point line and trying to avoid anybody. But eventually those competitive, competitive juices kicked in and I, I drove to the basket and the very first time I did it, somebody kind of undercut me on a layup and I came down and smacked the back of my head on the floor. Oh, wow. And uh, that one was immediately, as soon as I opened my eyes from that, the entire gym was spinning just very fast. And that same feeling of nausea came back. And so that, that was a rough one. Um, I would say that the symptoms immediately after that were the worst that I had ever had. And luckily I was smart enough this time to have somebody take me home. So I had somebody drive me home. And uh, went home and again was a little bit confused, but came to my went to my wife like a like a puppy dog that had just I don't know had an accident in the house or something. <laughs> just kind of ashamed and with my head down because I knew that she wasn't going to be happy. She wasn't thrilled that I was playing in the first place. But from that point, yeah, I, I really struggled for the next uh, I would say for the next couple months after that, I really struggled with with vertigo particularly. 
I was getting kind of regular treatments on it and I was kind of self-treating myself as well. But at that point, I would say that I, I really started to have a few other issues that started to creep into my life as well. And that, my dear listener, is where we're going to need to stop for today's episode. But if you make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review, you will be able to get the second half of Dr. Anderson's interview, where he speaks of the greatest damage that was still to come from his series of concussions, and then he moves into professional advice so you can avoid what he experienced. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. And please remember, you matter. We need you with us. Reach out for help as you need it. And say to yourself always, there is hope. Until the next episode, let's all support and help concussion survivors and their families. You can make a difference for you are a treasure. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me in the podcast, Concussion, There Is Hope, where we share tools of information and support for concussion survivors and their loved ones. You can visit me at myuniqueconcussion.com, where you can sign up for the latest news through our supportive email. By doing so, you'll receive a free and important report of what your doctor never told you about concussions. I'd love your help in creating a master movement of support for concussion victims across the world, especially for our youngest ones. Thank you for listening, and God bless.